Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis here again to help you use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and its rankings and its values and its just beautifulness to help you make trades, to help you win your leagues, or to help you lose your leagues, get that better draft pick and be set up for next year. We're here to help you any way you need help. That has to do with fantasy football. Um, but let's let's go. It is practically playoff time. So we have some stuff to talk about. I'm sure, Travis, you have quarterbacks. Who are we talking about? Yeah, we're going to talk about some quarterbacks today. And uh, I kind of want to talk about, if, if you don't mind me just jumping right in here, Jump in. Uh, Tua Tungabailoa. Yes. Uh, because that guy, I, I've been a, a fan of his. Uh, for a very long time, even dating back to recruiting. I'm, I'm one of those recruiting nerds that follows these players, um, you know, in many cases, you know, from the time they're like 14, 15, they're getting the those five stars. Yeah, I'm a creeper. Uh, I'm just, you know, because I'm like way too into college football and enjoy, you know, um, living under the uh, false hope that, you know, teams like Vanderbilt uh, and Purdue and uh, Auburn will ever be good ever again. But uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about Tua Tungabailoa because his value has been rising actually this, this season. It seems that people are finally coming around on the fact that he's probably, you know, a good NFL quarterback, uh, you know, beyond, you know, much greater than just whatever his injury history, uh, says about him. And so it seems like the, the calculator actually is coming around as well. His value has been rising up the board. And so when I compare him to a lot of quarterbacks and think about trading for him, uh, the price has gone up, uh, you know. And so uh, I, I kind of kick myself with the spots where I don't already have Tua because I think it's going to be hard to acquire him. But if I'm going to do so, I think I'm probably going to have to get creative. Like I'm not probably going to have to trade just one-to-one uh, quarterbacks, you know? And so I was curious where we could kind of rank him among some other positions uh, today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're getting but I won't get, I, I'm not going to jump on that just quick because we got to do the pick thing first. Got to uh, do the yep. pick thing. You're getting a little Honestly, excited. Think, we have yeah. a format. We have a strict, we have, yeah, we do, strict we do. format we stick to. So I thought I thought I was going to come in and just uh, just change things, run things, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> that's what Russ does. Okay, okay. But Russ does. That's that's, that's fair. That's fair. There could, there could only be one Russ. Only one, only one. Okay, that's fair. All right, so right now, Tua has, is value greater than in, in 12-team leagues, PPR, Superflex, tight end premium, rookie draft values. He is valued more than the 101 currently good in fact he is valued more than the 101 uh and even like an early second even like if you you have to get into like the the late end uh like the last pick in round one really to kind of pass up his value and so on the calculator he is 49.8 like one of the top players in the system actually i think he's up to the top like i think he's 10th now uh, among all players in the calculator which is i think the highest he's ever been um, but yeah, if you, you know, wanted to do the 1.01 and the 1.12, that is greater than him. Um, but, uh, like an early, you know, early second plus the 101, does that sound right for Tua Tango Veloa? It sounds okay. expensive. Sounds expensive. I, I'm not giving that, but I'm also very happy that he's now valued at that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would give him up for it either though. So I, I, I kind of think it's fair. It probably depends on if I have three quarterbacks. I mean, if I have three quarterbacks, I definitely want the one and one and the one twelve, so that well, then I can move the one and one. Um, yeah, at this point, but, you have to. That conversation is you're not competing right now, but you have two on your team. 
So like yeah. pure value standpoint is really how I think we have to take this part of the conversation. Optically though, does it change things if it's, if it's like uh you know, just like the 2.03 for you? Like, does that, cause that's actually almost spot on value wise, I guess with the, with the calculator right now, like a 1.01, 2.03, like the pick one and pick 15 in your rookie drafts. I'm keeping to uh, that. I mean, if I'm going for the 101, it's because I expect I want to get Caleb Wicks. <laughs> like, right. I'd rather just have Tua at this point. Mm. I know what Tua is. I know the team he's on. There is some unknown to what will happen next year um, with that 101 pick. The 101 does give you the advantage of being able to trade for multiple things, but like, let's be honest, the 101 is a pretty well known. It's not a you're not increasing your possibilities. The one-on-one is going to be a quarterback. It's going to be Caleb Williams, right? Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's no who it's there. going to be. So you're just comparing basically Caleb Williams or Tua. Tua's got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. He's got Mostert and HM. Uh, great offense, great coaching. We don't know where Caleb Williams is going to end up. I mean, Bryce Young ended up in Carolina, and it's not going so well. So. Okay. Well, what about like two, like uh, if it isn't the 1.01, if it's if you're working with like uh, the, the mid first range, like multiple two mid first, yeah, like you know, let's say the like the six and the seven, if you're talking about six and seven, that's a, that's actually almost spot on, that's actually valued just a hair below to a tongue below because at that point, you're missing out on Caleb Williams, you're missing out on Drake May, probably, you're missing two out receivers on receivers, probably, yeah, I mean, two two receivers in that range because like even at this point. <laughs> Jaden Daniels uh, is, is ascending it to the point where he's going to be hard to acquire for even, you know, anything in, in this range because he's probably going to win the Heisman. Uh, betting odds dropped all the way down to like, I think uh, it's like minus fourteen hundred, minus fifteen hundred for him to win the Heisman now. So once he does that, after having like a one hundredth percentile season, like he's going to be up there because he's like got the mobility of Lamar Jackson, like he's that kind of player. So he's going to be as like one, two, three quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's the first four, and then you kind of get your pick of uh, a few elite options at wide receiver. Maybe you get two of them or two of them. I mean, like probably two first round wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I need tougher, to, I need I'm to. I'm probably still taking two. Uh, it, 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 <sighs> I'm probably still okay. taking two uh, so, over the one. It's tough, right? I mean, yeah, I, that's, I mean, it's, it's, be... it's the right price to think about. See, here's here's the big problem right now, bringing in Travis to this little group whenever we try and talk about Tua. Night. We are three very big Tua yeah, fans. We all like Tua. Um, I do have to say, I would be shocked to find out that a majority of the people we play fantasy football with would value Tua over the 101. Hmm. Um. No, if you were not agree. a fan before, I really firmly believe you are still way under the 101 on Tua. Mm. And I got to be honest, like, he has not lived up to his beginning of the season hype. He has absolutely worked himself into a top 12 quarterback. I'll say, I'll, I'll call it that, but I don't think he'll ever reach top five, six, seven. Like, he has that offense now. There's definitely had weeks where he's been in the top five, six, seven. Well, yes, I know, but he's also QB 12 in points per game right now. And he's QB eight on the calculator, by the way. So for what it's worth. And and it's just, Oh no, sorry. 15 QB 15 in points per game. I mean, Um, where do you think Caleb Williams debuts points per game next year? 
Where it do you think EDB matter, is because Caleb Williams is going to come it out probably a top matter. five or six. It doesn't. No, points don't matter for eight nine months. So it, they also still matter really, right now. You're right. Keep this in second, mind. this week, but, actually, like well, that's some of us are still playing for the next few weeks, Russ. Yeah. Well, that's why I said the pick conversation to me needs to be on a team that doesn't care about points, mm-hmm. because yeah, you're not trading Tua away for picks if you're competing, but. To me, I, I, I'm taking the 101 and the 112. If I'm if I'm trading him away, there's no way I'm doing it for with the 203 involved. It would need to be the both firsts. I would not send the 101 plus for Tua, and it's just because I don't think you have to. I mm-hmm. think you can probably get a late second back with Tua for the 101 by itself. You're probably interesting. Right. You're probably. I, I think that's true. I mean, in a lot of places, um, I'm just. I mean, it sounds like we're just all three two. You know, yeah, but on the other hand, I have many, many, many times picked the wrong first round wide receiver that I would give up the 106 and 107 to go get to it. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, really, realistically, I really like all these wide receivers. Like, so, just to put some names out there, I mean, I've mentioned them before, but you know, if you're getting like a Malik Neighbors who could be a top 10 overall pick, like, you know, fringe top 10 overall pick kind of profile, maybe, um, you know, with a mid. First, if it is that Jaden Daniels gets pushed up into that like top four or five kind of range, um, Brock Bowers is going to be there too. Yeah, Brock Bowers is going to you know throw things off. So if John's in your league, he'll he'll reach for the tight end, and uh, so <laughs> push some yeah. push some more wide receiver value down. Um, so yeah, that does make it interesting. Malik Neighbors, uh, if somebody wants to reach for Keon Coleman, go for it. Uh, you know, it, it, hopefully he gets some capital, so some people make some d- mistakes. Um, somebody's going to take a running back in your league early. Probably. They just will. Because they just Somebody will. It. There will they be one. Mm-hmm. And then, Man, uh, and so that's like Malik Neighbors and Brock Bowers, I think I would, I might give Tua up for that. Not right now, but in a few weeks, maybe. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's tempting. You know, Emeka Buka is going to be in the mix. Roma Dunze out of Washington is going to be in the mix. I don't know. They're really, really fun players. Like all those players like would be kind of like at equivalent ranges in terms of talent or projection to uh, like a Zay Flowers type, uh, but they might be better, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's just to kind of frame it that way. Does that change anything? Like it's just assuming that like the top four, five water yeah. are probably better I mean, it, than it, almost any of them this me, year. It makes me think as soon as the season's over, I'm going to have to maybe trade one or two. Hmm. <laughs> I have two on a lot of teams because obviously I've been higher on them for yeah. a very long time. So I've just added him over the years and yeah. now i probably have so much of them that i could probably get rid of one or two and it'd probably be a good idea huh not all, all right. of them. so what's your list look like yeah <laughs> uh yeah that that's that's where it gets interesting okay so two is obviously on the list and then after that let's talk about and this may be obvious for you guys but it's not on the calculator so i just wanted to throw this out there so uh cd lamb Bijan Robinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, and AJ Brown. Cross positional fun. And with Bijan in there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Gotta throw Bijan in there. Yeah, just of to, course. Just to make you know, make me just so John can rank mad. him last. Just so I can make people mad. All right. <laughs> See what you got. John's like, 
I got my number five. That was instantly easy. Okay. I'm good to go. Okay. Let's let's see what you got, Russ. Um, I think I'm still at the point where I'm putting CD Lamb above Tua, but they're right next to each other. Like, right now, of course, things are probably – like, there's a good chance that, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. walks in as wide receiver three. But for right now, it's it's still CD Lamb to me. And – I think he has a higher, like it seems like he has a higher week to week ceiling than Tua does. So I'm I'm going to stick with CD Lamb. He's still young enough where I feel like I can get a couple of years, not only of high production but keeping his value high enough. Uh, I'll put Tua second because he's a quarterback and he's very very good on a very very good offense. And I, I mean team wide receiver. Let's go. I put. Oh, I put I pasted that in the wrong order. It's AJ Brown three and Amon Ross St. Brown four, what? and then Bijan five because running back. I bet you that's the exact same thing as John. Oh, uh, I, I haven't decided on my one and two yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, my three, four, and five are exactly the same, and my one and two, I just I can't decide if Tua should just be number one because he's a quarterback, and in Superflex, I struggled with it. Just going to be more valuable. Like I, I really. Oh, it, like this one's a challenge. Um, I I think I'm gonna just. I'm trying to think like if I was in a startup because I'm I'm having trouble like figuring a way to break the tie between Tua and Lamb. Hmm. Um, and I think if I'm in a startup and I'm on the clock and I can take both of them in whatever round I would be in in a startup where it would be those two of the option, probably late in the first, I would guess. Yeah. That would be an amazing 112, like, 201. Oh turn. my God. If I could be on the turn <laughs> yeah. and get both of them. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I think if I'm forced to take one of them, I think I would take the quarterback first. So if I'm sitting at like the 110, I'm going to be like, okay, I'll go ahead and take Tua and then maybe Lane will get back to me. Probably won't, but I like, I know Tua won't get me. I know I know I'm not going to get the quarterback, so maybe the wide receiver gets back to me in a super flex. So I think I'm going to put two a number one. Um, it's real close. And yeah, then I have so I have Tua, Lamb, uh, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and he's on last. I mean, he's a running back. I, I don't want to tell you, folks. I just would rather always have my investment in wide receivers. Well, for once, we're going to actually give the users, uh, users. <laughs> Uh, listeners, uh, some clarity because I think I agree with John's exact list. Like, it's, oh it's two, it's, uh, seriously, it's Tua, CD, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Bijan Robinson. So it's and not it, just it's, me that are gonna that's gonna piss people off about Bijan no, today. No, right. and it's but I will say it's it's probably closer for me. Like they're all these players are so freaking close. Oh yeah, me. I'm not turning any of them down. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just it, it's really I, I when I was trying to rank these in my mind, I could have flip flopped the wide receivers at the, at the bottom a couple of times. I mean, I would not have any problem if if you put Bijan third, uh, but I do feel like Tua and CD were kind of anyway that I, I thought through it. It was, they were kind of on the top, but I'll lean Tua, give him the edge just because of the 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 you know it's super flex and I think in a draft and in trades like quarterbacks just carry so much so much weight. Uh, but I will say it is interesting to me that CD is actually a hair value-wise, a hair more valuable than the uh, 1.01. So that that I just found, found that interesting, given the hype surrounding like a Marvin Harrison Jr. But yeah, it points matter too much right now. The, the second the season ends, it will probably 
drop CD Lamb's value, and we're going to get so enamored with the shiny new toy of Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, and, and honestly, it should. I mean, like, there should be a massive shift once you are out of your, once you're out of your league, you you should be approaching your entire team from a different perspective. Like, yeah. you should. I mean, it's not like it's some crazy thing that the value shifts instantly when the league ends. It is different. That is a major shifting point because every player is about to get a year older. Every player's got a contract situation that advances a year. You know, like it's a big shifting point. So it should yeah. you should shift your values. Some people act like that's a bad thing, Russ. When they're like, oh, so people are already acting like it's so different. Well, it is. It yeah. is. Absolutely. <laughs> it is different. Um, and just got- to put it out there, I know Bijan had a bit of a down week, but first of all, that weather, neither of those teams survived the crappy New Jersey weather. Um, but he still had the exact same amount of work he did the past two weeks where he did really, really well. Oh, so yeah. I do love that. The oh, yeah. Bijan, Bijan use is just it's there now. So like putting him at him being at the bottom of all of our lists is it isn't really us being down on him. It's also just us not liking running backs. Yeah, that's that is the takeaway. <laughs> Speaking of not liking running backs, John. I have a running back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I actually have a 22-year-old, a young running back who comes in on the calculator very cheap. Zach Charbonnet, 22-year-old running back. 5.6 on the calculator. 5.6. That's the 2.05. Like, I hit refresh multiple times because I was like, there's no way this is right. Right? 2.05? Anybody not willing to give that up for Zach Charbonnet right now? Huh. I, well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? <laughs> oh, no. maybe. <laughs> Well, like, okay, oh, let's look at it this way. He's not going to help you win your league this year. And I don't think that value goes away. I don't think he's going to magically gain any value because it's not like the Seahawks are going to just cut Ken Walker. And Ken Walker is still under contract. But I don't see Charbonnet blowing up by the end of the season because it's not like he's done anything to make us think that he will. And I'm going to get enamored with some of these wide receivers. I'm going to fall in love with some of these second round wide receivers, because there's just so many of them that I know I'm going to find them. And mm-hmm. I would much rather wait and see at that. Like it doesn't have to be like draft time, but like maybe post draft where we see where the wide receivers land and we start getting a good idea of how our rookie drafts are going to fall. Like maybe then I would, but right now I like Charbonnet. I was annoyed when Seattle drafted him and you could see why at this point, and it's, I don't have a burning desire to go get him on my teams. I tried to send him for Alvin Kamara to a team that's rebuilding, and it got rejected real fast. All right. Well, we know where. So Russ is keeping the pick. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take that. The pick. I was so I'm going through like my just ranks in my head here. Uh, <laughs> who, who am I getting at the 205? Seriously, I felt like I was vamping long enough for you to. I saw you doing like the head <laughs> tilt with the hand on your chin. I was like, all right, you, you yeah. Your, so. I just realistically, we don't know right now, as of today, how many quarterbacks are going to be in this class and how early they're, they're going to go. But like, there's there's a legit chance that we have six like top fifty picks at the position at quarterback, if if all if everyone actually declares. So it's like Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and both Bo Nix and Michael Penix, they're they're definitely going at this point, really. And then uh, JJ McCarthy, who might return. 
those are the top six consensus. I mean, six quarterbacks, if they get like round round one or two capital and not a terrible spot, I mean, they're going out or before 2.05, right? Like if let's say they're, you know, pick 44 is, is the, the sixth quarterback. Like they're going before this spot, right? Like maybe just before, like if somebody, you know, if a league doesn't really value taking Probably. a shot. And, Especially since yeah. most, there are a lot of fantasy teams right now that are starving for quarterbacks. Right. So uh, people are going to stock up on them. Right. And so if, if it is that there are six and that's the max, probably that they're going to be going in that early range that would, would get picked before he, let's just say it's, it's five. Let's say McCarthy goes back or something. Let's just say it's five or maybe one of them doesn't get the capital five quarterbacks, probably Trevion Henderson, six, uh, Brock Bowers, seven. And that's, that's not even getting to wide receivers. And then you are talking about like, you know, eight wide receivers, <laughs> nine wide receivers, 10 wide receivers, and then a couple other running backs, and I don't know. Like I think I'd probably still draft capital wise. You're going to get like all the round one, all the round one, two wide receivers that are going to push into this spot because there's going to be at least actually like eight or nine or ten actually round one or two wide receivers based on the projections right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'd probably lean uh, the pick over Charbonnet, knowing that we probably got wow so many so many quarterbacks that are coming in and they're going to they're crazy premium and Bowers. It's a lock. And probably eight, nine wide receivers that could be in the mix. And Henderson, and people are gonna, you know, admire somebody like a Trey Benson or a Brilliant Allen or somebody that, that's gonna be a, a, a comparable uh, you know, pick in that range. But man, I think the pick right now. All right, I'm taking the player. Um we know you I'm like curious. it's it's so, been a bit, but we did talk about him before and you you were pretty in on him. I mean, I, I like him, I guess, more than others. <laughs> I don't recall like going out of my way for him at all, but it, the 2.05, I feel that's pretty cheap. And I know Walker's been hurt, so not been playing, but his involvement over the last few games, Russ, you said he's not getting a lot, but he had 20 opportunities this week. Oh, no. He he's eight, 18 the week before and 21 before that. Like he's, he's getting work. It I will say it's close produced, for me. If it's a playoff, produced. if it's a playoff second, for sure. Like if it's like a bye week second. I think I, I would I would probably prefer Charmaine. I think it's very close. So I, I'm glad you asked that, that that particular point. It gets probably around the right value. But if it's a playoff second, I think I prefer Sharps. Running back 35 since week nine at 12 points per game. Had a good game this week, though. Correct. He found the end zone this week. That's yeah. the that's the difference, is he has not found the end zone uh, at all. Yeah. Basically. 15, 14, 19 carries, six, four, and two targets. Yeah. Wow. Six, four, and two targets. Only one of those he didn't catch. He was a really solid receiver the last two years. Yeah. Like he didn't get much yeah. work early in college, but I think he had almost 40 catches his final year. And I mean, he had what, almost 1,700 yards from scrimmage because he was such a good receiver on top of being in a hyper efficient rusher. I mean, his, his final season profile was absurd. Like he was like seven yards per carry or something. And like really efficient as a receiver as well. So the, uh, profile wise, he was fun as a player. And like, we, I, I think we're probably John, you, you might just be right. Cause we're probably abandoning this, this talent that we're going to see at some point next year emerge. And it's going to be more valuable than that pick. But right now can't do it. All I heard is John, you're right. That's, that's, yeah, that's John, all I, 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 that's all I needed might, to hear. <laughs> might be right. Heavy on the mic, but uh, yeah, I, I, I omitted some words and what I was listening to. Let's be honest. All right. So uh, <laughs> the list, I am going to stick to the uh, running back list because if you're shopping a second right now to try and get a running back, 
I'm shocked that the uh, players that are around him. Aaron Jones is on the list. We have uh, Jalen Warren, Tajay Spears, Zach Charbonnet, and for some reason, James Conner as well. I love that they fed him for the revenge game this week. Yes, that was so good. I mean, that's so good, man. (laughs) That narrative is real. It really is. Well, they played into it. Like, it's the same thing with, like, McCaffrey needing that touchdown to keep the streak going. So even though they ran away with the game and there was, like, five minutes left and every other starter was off the field, like, the team was still pushing for him to get it. Like, of course, it sucks that he didn't. But, like, I love when the teams help feed into that kind of stuff because they absolutely gave Connor the ball more than they have recent, well, since injury and honestly a little before the injury, especially at that goal line. You want me to go first on my list? Oh, thank you. I, I have no idea what I'm doing yet. Okay. All right. So Aaron Jones, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is one of my f- like favorite players. And so it's hard to rank him low at any point, but he, he's the last three weeks, he's failed to reach, you know, four yards per carry. I think it was under three, one week. He's, his efficiency is gone. I think the juice is just kind of gone uh, at this good. point. So, uh, and like, even if you need him for the playoffs right now, are you really plugging him in with any confidence whatsoever? Like even right now for any points, like I, like I have him in a couple spots. I'm like, man, I almost want to bench him for somebody, you know. And he I can't. He was our depth pickup. And I can't. Us, you know? I remember in in a league that had a trade deadline, and we went and gave like our our number one seed second round pick, man. I think, for him. And it's like, hope we never have to play him. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's like he, he's near roster clogger status for the most part, which is which is unfortunate. But that's kind of why you have to, for me, I actually rank him, I rank him last now in this bunch, which which feels kind of weird to me just because of where he is. Uh, but, and then after that, I, I'm just going to count down here. So five is Aaron Jones, four is James Conner, despite what he did this past week. <laughs> uh, but they're, I mean, 28 and 29 year old running backs and they're both in, in line to get, you know, completely replaced and not have much use um, or any trade value at all. It's con- it's going to continue to drop for both of them. Um, and then after that, uh, midpoint is Jalen Warren. Third and then second is Zach Charbonnet and first is Tajay Spears. I was not there with Tajay Spears when the, the Titans drafted him because it's like, hey, he doesn't have an ACL. What are we doing? Like, uh, you know, I loved what he did at Tulane. Um, you know, even in like college fantasy purposes, even the year before, he was pretty good too. Uh, but man, uh, the, the, his usage is not where it needs to be to be super valuable right now. But the team is about to be in hard reset mode, uh, mode for Tennessee. Like they have half their cap this year designated to Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and players who are not on the team. Uh, that is over half their cap right now. So they're going to be in a, in a huge reset mode this offseason. They have a bunch of cap next year and the year after that, and they need to come off of the salary cap mark that says with Derrick Henry, despite what uh, Titans fans would hate to see, but Tajik Spears is in, in a really fun spot to see an uptick in usage and value just by his implied possible role going forward so i think he'll be immensely valuable at some point throughout this offseason so i I think i would rank him at the top so i have the bottom three the same jalen warren uh, starting at three jalen warren james connor aaron jones um jalen warren has seen a pretty decent drop the past two games ever since canada left so 
that fun might be over. Um, but it's, I mean, Najee hasn't been doing great either, but that's besides the point. But still, yeah, uh, Connor and Jones, like the, the unfortunate thing is if you have them on your teams, you're competing, chances are you probably have to start them. And most weeks you don't feel great about it, but like, how do you not click the button on Aaron Jones? It just it feels weird. Um, so then when I got better options, yeah, hopefully. Um, so at the top two between Charbonnet and Spears, it, it was I still honestly, I, I everything that that Travis said was right. Spears, I, I didn't care much about coming in, especially when he landed on the Titans, but. The idea that the Titans have like one more year of this and then because honestly, I thought Tannehill was just going to start the rest of the year, like the entire year. But like yeah. they even pushed it a little further. And then, you know, Derrick Henry misses a bit of the game and all of a sudden Spears has 16 rushes and six targets. Yeah. He's already there receiving back. They've been throwing to him the entire season. Ugh, but I like Charbonnet better as a player. He's on the Seahawks who are no matter what happens going to run the ball. So I'm going to put Charbonnet first over Spears because I I think while I agree with Travis that his value is probably going to go up the second that the rumors start swirling of Derrick Henry going away, which happened for a little bit before the season and by the trade Mm -hmm. at the trade deadline. But I still think Charbonnet already having that work and, you know, finally scoring a touchdown, hopefully if he can keep that going a little bit, we might be in the he supplanted Kenneth Walker, you know, bandwagon of his value going up also. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stick with the player I liked better in the first place and Charbonnet first, Spear second, and then Warren, Connor, Aaron Jones. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, Derrick Henry is actually like uh, going into free agency. So yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm just playing because the talent wise, I still like Sharp more. Just want to clarify that. But just value wise, I think there's going to be a window which you can really take advantage. I have Russ's exact same list. Real quick, before we get on the wide receiver, um, there was one player that was a little bit further down on the list that I didn't want to include on the list, but I'm curious one for one. He is at 3.6 on the calculator. Keaton Mitchell, UDFA that all of a sudden people seem to love. Um, I'm obviously Zach Charbonnet, but I'm curious your all's thoughts on Keaton Mitchell. Oh, I'll stick with Charbonnet over Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell should be a thing, I think. You know, because he's what that team needs at running back. You know, they have their Gus Edwards. Justice Hill isn't a rookie anymore. Like, this is what Justice Hill as a rookie was supposed to be. But, you know, they're never going to pass to their running back. But Keaton Mitchell is just really, 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 really fast. And, and mm-hmm. that's the explosiveness they need. Um, I don't think he's ever going to see massive workloads. Like he has the past four games ever since he came back from injury, nine carries, three carries, eight, and then nine. And it really just depends what he does with them to see if he actually scores. Like he, he's pretty good. I, again, I would probably rather keep Charbonnet because it seems like we know what his workload is going to be and it's going to be higher. But I think Keaton Mitchell will have more, much more, many more explosive weeks than Charbonnet will. You're muted. You're mute. I was surprised that Keaton Mitchell was uh, actually undrafted just because of the speed. Uh, and and uh, there's more and more, even outside of whatever 
he's going to test um, like on his official 40. Like his in-game verified like peak speed numbers were wild. And every NFL team has really great spatial tracking data from multiple sources, and they can know his top speeds. Like they know how ridiculously fast he can be, not even just at the top speed, but how he gets there, um, you know, in space, uh, even in the backfield. Like his zero to 60 is ridiculous. And so I was really surprised for that reason he went undrafted. He's the rare like group of five conference running back, early declare running back. Like he's so he's like super young. He's still, I think, at this point, still 21. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, multiple uh carries last year over 22 miles an hour, like almost like 23 miles an hour, which is like the fastest players in, in college football typically peak, you know, somewhere above 22 and a half miles per hour, like the fastest, like top five runs in the entire season. And he had multiple uh, runs in that range. And so it's, it's no surprise that uh, he's finding success now in a smaller sample at times, because he's got otherworldly, like, you know, on the verge of like Ty- Tyreek Hill speed, like <laughs> verified. Um, and so, uh, and, for him to have the profile that he did in his final two seasons with like 3,000 yards from scrimmage and seven plus yards for touch. I was like, man, uh, this guy could get capital. And if he gets any capital at all, I'm going to be pretty interested because I've seen what he can do. And uh, you can't teach that kind of speed, just like you couldn't teach a Devon A chain speed. Like he has that speed um, almost, almost exactly that speed verified as well. So, I'm not saying he's a funny chain. I'm just saying he might be undervalued at 3.6 running back 33. When you're talking about a range full of guys with like AJ Dillon and Khalil Herbert mm-hmm. and Gus Edwards and Jerome Ford. And to me, it's like, he's kind of at the top of that pretty easily just because of his age and the speed and uh, perceived short-term opportunity even as well. Yeah. He stood out to me as being more valuable than what the calculator had him. I would probably have yeah. him right with Spears. I'd have him above Warren uh, Spears versus Keaton Mitchell would be a discussion. Yeah, for me, I think so. I'm there with that. All right, wide receiver. So we've been we've been too happy for this the whole conversation so far. <laughs> I'm bringing it down. I'm, I'm I'm getting sad and angry. I want to fly to Houston, talk to the offensive coordinator, and ask him what in the he double hockey sticks was he thinking, pushing Tank Dell to block up the middle. What? <laughs> oh my God! No kidding. Yeah. Um, Bummer. so Tank Dell <sighs> broke his one of the bones in his lower leg, I believe it was. Tibula? Yeah. Um, that sounds right. Um, so he's out the rest of the season. Um thankfully it was not his femur because that would have been a lot longer. Uh, but still, he's wide receiver 17 uh, on the calculator, and Clearly, I don't think that has changed. Anything has changed since this weekend. So maybe it drops a little bit just because of, you know, not scoring. But even with the goose egg this week, in the past, oh man, of course I clicked away from it. Um, Ever since week 10, he's still the wide receiver 16 with a zero on there. Like, he appears to be the truth. So. I'm kind of curious what this is going to do to his value. Um, and clearly we are taking this purely from a rebuilding team standpoint because we're not getting points for any of this. And because there's not many, when I get to the list, comparable situations as Tank Dell. So I want to try and do this from a pure value standpoint. But first, right now, and, you know, as what's going to be happening a lot, you know, 
in this conversation for player versus the pick. Hey, Travis, what do you think about this? We you know with the wide receivers in this position, especially when we're talking wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, please Tank don't L. please don't say 106 or 107 here. Please go I here. will not say that. I will oh, say God, is he higher? the 108. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like right where that's like right where the tier of uh the, the like the tippy Ooh. top wide receivers are available, right? So yeah. tank down 20.8, the 108 is 21. So okay. I think that's good placement. Oh my gosh. So um, we're talking, uh, let's let's try and talk through this. So at least three quarterbacks, Marvin mm-hmm. Harrison Jr. Yep. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Do we think Travion pushes pushes himself up to no. six just because people want a running back? In no. some leagues, yes, but not in not for us. I not mine. But maybe he, he might be in that range. So um, neighbors at six. Yeah, neighbors at six. And then whoever has the sweet spot with uh yeah, so maybe we basically look at four or wide receiver three, and then tank Dell. Oh man. Hmm. One of those I think I still I think uh I think I one of those wide receivers could land with like a quarterback, a young quarterback like CJ Stroud and could be so good. <laughs> <laughs> could be so good and be with a really awesome yeah, but the yeah, great thing that. about this draft is better... most of the wide receivers are gigantic so that's not really going to affect tank Dell spot true but, i mean it sucks for nico but uh... <laughs> and i, I will I say think... i traded a playoff first for tank dell before this weekend on a competing so, team that had to feel real three quarterbacks Brock Bowers, marvin harrison that's five like neighbor six seven or eight man Golly, that is a really that that probably has that's probably right. I think I'll probably just take Tank Dell. Yep, yeah. we've seen it. I think he yeah, has that connection with Stroud. It's yeah. not going away. I'm going to take the known. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Tank Dell. I'm tempted yeah. to go with the play with the pick, but I I think I, I think yeah I think I lean I lean Tank Dell. But uh, you would have said 107. I was going to be pick for sure. Yeah, that's 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 just about perfectly uh, valued. I think just because of. Who's who's going to be available in that slot? Well yeah, placed, see, DTC. Good is, job. Yeah, I do think this is perfect because I really do think it's at the point where maybe someone falls in love with, you know, to compare to last year, Zay Flowers, Quinton Johnston, and maybe they choose the pick over the player. But I think I agree with what both of you guys said, where it's at that point where if there's not a guy you happen to personally love, you're going to take the dude who we've seen do it before. If you're at the 108, you're really hoping like that you get one of those wide receivers that slips because somebody does take Travion Henderson or somebody takes another quarterback. Like that's what you're hoping for is that just a little bit of value slips down to you. I don't count on other people to make mistakes to make the right pick, right choice for me. Like Helps people will make mistakes, and trust me, I love to capitalize on them, but I don't try to like. It's hard to set yourself up hoping somebody makes a mistake yeah. that then benefits you. Does yeah. that make sense? This this question, yeah, that does. Uh, yeah, I think I like the value. But I, this question is just for uh, my fellow nerds out there. Like, does it matter that uh, Tank Dell is – he's already 24 and uh, he'll be 25 uh, next next season, uh, of course, um, like early next season. Um, would, would that come into play, knowing that he's, um, you know, going to be 25 the next time we see him play and – you know, the, the player that we'd be getting in this spot is almost certainly 21. A little bit. That will that will but, matter to people. Absolutely, that will matter to people. I think it's a little silly. But yeah, 
I, I not no, enough. Just, you know, I just ask it. I, I'm not even saying that. that you know, it I, is I, important to note that he's not like a 21 year old rookie this year. Right. Yes. So he's probably uh, three plus years, you know, older already than. Yeah. So if you're like full blown rebuild, that will absolutely make people skew towards the pick because you'll get that 21 year old. But if you're like, all right, next year's my year, like you're most your way through your rebuild, I see easily giving up the 108 yeah. to just go. You get should Tank never Dell. be so many years away from competing that Tank Dell isn't in a situation right. to help you. Right. Like, if you're that many years away, quit playing. Yeah. I just, you know, I just ask just because there's going to be some, oh, people yeah. realize, oh, wow, he's 25. The next time, really, we actually see him play much. So. And that matters a little bit, but he's so not 30 fun. yet. So no, exactly. We, we still have like a full conference. Oh, it doesn't matter. 26, no. you start to get worried that he's 27. Like, yeah. It's just funny because like so early. <laughs> it's just funny because like uh, like, like DK me. Metcalf is like less than two years older. You know, it's just, it's funny to think about that kind of thing. But yeah, but okay. you know, Calvin Ridley. All right, what do you got next, Russ? All right, so the list. Okay, so this list, again, we're thinking about next year for this list. And the list is Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, Puka Nakua, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh. <laughs> These are all top 10 to 20-ish <laughs> wide receivers, you know, rookies or second years, showing promise or scoring points. But again... This is pretty easy for me. Oh, okay, well, I, you, I, you, I you lead I the way then. I did not struggle with this one at all. Puka's number one on my list. Uh, then I have Zay Flowers. Then I still have JSN. I'm not giving up. And he is that young wide receiver. <laughs> so, damn it. He is better. No, um, I, I just, we've still seen him flash some. He's not been dominating, but it's not like he has completely disappeared. He's just got some other people competing with him. Like a nice touchdown, um, but DK Metcalf ended up getting it, whatever. Uh, then Tank Dell and then Nico. I want Tank Dell over Nico, even though, look, one of them without the other is clearly going to be a smash. Uh, on the field together, though, I think it would favor Tank Dell, so that's why I, I split Tank Dell over Nico. Um, Puka, I just I, I really believe that what he is doing is is going to continue at this point. And I don't know how people don't like Zay Flowers. Uh, I would assume he could be number one on several people's lists here. Yeah. Man. Uh, Do you I want me to I'm go? Finally, like, I, I uh, hate uh, my uh, list, but I can go. I am going to – I'm going to be stubborn, and I'm just going to go JSN one still, and Puka after that. And uh, just thinking long term – and uh, safe flowers right there, and then tank, and then Nico. But again, the top four are really close, and then I think there's a gap for me to to go to Nico. That's Even probably though, a part of me because I love yeah. JSN so much that if somebody offered me JSN for Puka, I'd, I'd be like, hmm, man, I'm gonna have to think about this one. <laughs> Honesty, appreciate it. Oh, like man. I wouldn't do it, but I would think about it before I hit reject at least. That's that means a lot to John, by the way. That like that's not a small thing. <laughs> I'm pretty quick to I'm pretty quick to hit reject or accept. I, mean, I just think whenever the pass the torch officially gets passed from Lockett to JSN, we're gonna be like, holy cow, this guy's yeah. And, and maybe so maybe that's like, but Travis, like that's what Puka's already doing. It is what Puka's already yeah. doing. That's why I haven't won. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm with John on that also. Yeah. Um, they're all good. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah, sad about all good. <laughs> any of these. Um, I have Puka first. I have Tank Dell second. Um, I struggled between Tank and JSN. And the only reason I did this is, again, because we've seen Tank do it now already. And even though I firmly believe that JSN is much more talented, it's just the fact that he's on the Seahawks. That holds me back. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's again, what makes me want I to would... just change my pick already, but... At the same time, so angry <laughs> at the Seahawks draft, taking Charbonnet and JSN, just ruining both of them. Um, so, but I do have JSN third. I have Zay Flowers fourth. Um, he is going to get such artificial bolstered value from Mark Andrews not being around. Like uh, he, they had he had a buy this week, so we didn't get to see it twice in a row. But he put up twenty four fantasy points last week. You know, the one, first week with Mark Andrews gone, but Mark Andrews is going to be back this season. Like, well, NFL season, not fantasy season. Yeah. A- and it's not going to stay this way. If Mark Andrews is healthy, he's going to be earning all of those targets back. I'm not talking about stealing targets, getting targets. He, he is very, 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 very good, and he will get those targets. Not to say Zay Flowers isn't also very good, but there's the pie isn't that big. And I still think a majority of it goes to Mark Andrews. So I think Zay Flowers falls back into that mid-low wide receiver two production range. And then I put Nico last, and I really did just put him on this list because he was another Texan, and I thought it was clever, but clearly, no. Um, he's good. Does, he's fun. He's probably going to get replaced. Does anybody on this list, this is probably something I should have thought about when making my order. Um, who on this list has the most likely chance to jump to the level of, let's say, CeeDee Lamb, because I don't think anybody on this list has ever jumped into where Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are. But let's say who who on this list could jump to be the wide receiver three overall or a tier two value wide receiver. If Tank finished the season what he was doing, I think he would have done it. I think if Tank finishes would have been able to finish the season what he was doing, he would have jumped Garrett Wilson, you know, Depending on what goes, man. Oh, if that's James cute Winston, of you. That you think Garrett Wilson's that tier two wide receiver, Russ? I, I'm sticking with the talent, man. Get off the Jets thing. Um, if, like, I I really do think Tank mate would have made that jump up. Like, maybe if Jameis stays as quarterback the rest of the season, maybe Chris Olave gets the ball enough to keep himself up there. But there are a lot of people who just think he's a strong wide receiver too. If Jalen Waddle doesn't start doing something, he'll probably drop a bit. And if Tank Dell could have finished with 18 to 20-something points a game, I think he would have been up there in that conversation also. Like, I really do think if we had Tank Dell the rest of the season and he played the way he was playing now, he would make that jump into a round wide receiver 10 to 15 without thinking about it. Even, I mean, technically, he's 17 in the calculator already, so it's not 15 is not that far of a jump. But No, I'm talking like getting up to wide receiver three or four. Oh, I don't know if any of them are doing that right now. Maybe by a couple yeah. weeks into next season, there's a chance if, you know, a JSN could finish the season strong and then he starts full on splitting with DK. I think there's yep. an absolute chance. But he's, yeah, he's gonna the one I was getting that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I, I would put him in, in that conversation because he has that potential. He's like still, what, three years younger than than even like a CD Lamb, like who you just comp. So like there's plenty of runway and opportunity for him to explode into that uh, kind of echelon and um, mm. 
I don't want to sound like super overageous. I just think it's interesting that like CD Lamb and Tank Dell are the same age. Like they're like six months, less than six months, I think, apart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Kyle yeah. Pitts conversation where it's hilarious yeah. how just how young Pitts is, and yeah. it was like you know Amari Cooper when he came in, Juju when he came in, yeah. they just they come in at like sixteen years old, and you know Matt Stafford's still probably younger than half the quarterbacks. He's just been in the league for forty seven years. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just funny, but I think the only one I think it gets up to there is value wise is is JSN. By the yeah. way, Tank Dell ranked over Puka already. Wait, who, Tank ranked over who? Puka. Oh, on the calculator? I, who, yeah, Puka, I think, is weird. The low draft capital is going to kill him, even yeah. though it should not be a conversation piece anymore. You know, we've seen him do it in the NFL for practically a full season, but he won't jump up to that wide receiver five area just because he was drafted in the like fourth rounds of rookie picks rookie drafts you know it's just the unfortunate truth of the situation like going back to like doug baldwin and you know these guys that adam Thielen. it took him literally tying calvin johnson's receiving record to be able to be pushed up to a top three wide receiver and that was after three years of him scoring as a wide receiver one like it's really really hard for low drafted wide receivers to break that and i think we're going to see that with puka Probably true. Just it's just, right. it's hard for them to ever get up there. Like yeah. how long did they, how long did it take like even Stefan Diggs to get up there? Three years ish. Yeah, it before it, it was value conversation. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that is it. We are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. I think I got that right? Yes. I'm sir. not getting a head shaking. No. So yes. Oh, we are.